Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt. Matt, Matt, what should people do? I know I said talk about instead of discuss, but just you know what? Move on. We're di- I, it, <laughs> it feels very calm and very safe to go back to our like original ones. Our yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, people should like and subscribe and follow, and there's generally positive interactions on however you're experiencing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do those. Leave a, a friendly comment or a not so friendly comment and check out our Instagram highlights. That's going to be at just us losers pod dot Instagram dot com. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we post all do a lot of stuff on Instagram, a lot of fan engagement stuff, um, little polls and quizzes and we'll ask questions and solicit ideas because we want to crowdsource as much of the thinking as possible so mm-hmm. we don't have to do it. Um, allocation of function exactly like other people do our work for us absolutely it's a good time yeah at just us losers pod yeah it's really easy when uh when you ask for football movies to watch and everyone's like these ones and i'm like cool don't have to google it yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah matt what you been up to uh a few things i'll hit a couple of them i've got one recommend and one avoid this week okay um i would like to avoid uh, let's start with the recommend finish the good place oh season four yeah yeah finally had you took me long enough were you at had you finished season three prior and you just needed yes. to watch season four? okay yes and i just hadn't got around to it but it came on netflix a few months ago yeah. and i'm kind of doing that thing that you're doing where i'm finishing all the tv shows i've started <laughs> yeah <laughs> all so, the ones i care about yeah not the boys i don't care about the boys it's not fantastic <laughs> yeah good place is pretty good though yeah um it's it's the shortest of the sure shows yeah because all the other ones, I think Brooklyn Nine Nine's eight now, something like that. Something like that, Office had eight, nine, nine. Um, uh, Shit's Creek had six. Has six? Is Shit's Shit Street Creek still I, going? I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, and then Good Place is just four. Yeah, and they're four short seasons too. They're like ten to fifteen episodes each. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's tight. It's focused. It's um. It's not spectacular television, but it's it's really good normal television. I'd okay. say it's um you know it's it, it's smart, but it's not aggressive about it. It doesn't try to go over anyone's head, and it generally is pretty accessible and does a lot of the typical sitcom beats and yeah. um, baseline humor jokes. But mm-hmm. it's it, it's got some fun to it and some heart. And the the last season, I think it partly suffers from the problem of like okay, let's pose a new insurmountable challenge every episode and then just oh they'll overcome it through the yeah. power of friendship but <laughs> it's also like they've spent three and a half seasons building that power of friendship and that friendship power is pretty powerful at this point mm-hmm. so like it works but then maybe there's some problems they can't overcome because power of friendship's only so strong you need a power of enemy ship yes or the power of battleship i think anyway uh yeah uh so good place it's really good i recommend um it's pretty easy to get into it's a lot of fun it's uh goes a lot of interesting different directions gets you to think about things but um not too hard i'd say yeah i also wanted to point out um in like a moment that is arguably the emotional climax of the show they resort to classical music for the music. Oh, just wanted to point that out. And I was going to do a whole big snug, smug bit about how that proves that classical music's better. Um, but then I went and I wanted to listen to the whole piece because it's a great piece. Um, Spiegel im Spiegel by Arvo Part. Um, Those were 
sounds that came out of your mouth. <laughs> Boy, were they. Smeagol? <laughs> Spiegel. Smeagol. Spiegel. Gollum. Smeagol. Mirror. German for mirror. German for man who took ring and cave made skinny. Sure. And ate fish. <laughs> His only wish to catch a fish. So juicy. Sweet. I Moving don't know on. where this bit's going. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was like, yeah, I was, I was planning this whole this whole smug bit. And I then I went and I, on YouTube and I was just going to listen through to recording of the, the piece because I like the piece. And okay, just go to YouTube and listen to Spiegel and Spiegel and just slowly scroll through and read the comments when you do. It's a, it's a very calm, um, kind of meditative, almost contemplative piece. Um, and it's a lot of just like, my mom was in the hospital and the day she died, this was on the radio. And now oh it like, God. it brings back this, these emotions and like, it brings me peace, but it makes me sad. It's just like comment after comment of people just laying bare their soul with this Jesus. music over the top and, Boy, it was kind of a transformative experience. <laughs> I don't want to be smug anymore. <laughs> oh, character growth. That's a season three character growth, y'all. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that, that being said, uh, Rebel Wilson is terrible and I hate her. <laughs> Jesus. Is she in season four? No. Oh, oh what'd you watch? Uh, the Hustle. It's mm. a, a movie with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson came out couple years ago i think at this point um Hannah and i were just like let's watch a movie and we we're kind of scrolling through hulu and it was on the top and i was like oh that looked kind of fun from the trailer mm-hmm. not remembering that i hate rebel wilson and she's terrible in everything mm-hmm. um and so Hannah was like yeah i've been meaning to watch that so we so we watched it and um so it's sort of a loose remake of dirty rotten scoundrels apparently okay. but with anne hathaway and rebel wilson is yeah. the titular scoundrels oh, so is she like is she being uh steve martin's character who's which one i haven't seen dirty rotten uh, scoundrels okay so uh dirty rotten scoundrels is is uh is she the one who pretends to be like disabled at some point yes oh no it's you can no no that is a that is disgracing steve martin like yeah. I watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels when I was really like pretty young. My parents mm-hmm. showed it to me. I thought it was so, so funny. There's a scene where like he's pretending to be mentally disabled, and like it, there's like the scene where he's like, "Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom." Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and like there's that, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're moving to Oklahoma," and he goes, "Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma," and he's like banging two pans together. Like, and I just, that scene was fantastic. And I remember it being hilarious. And the fact that they took, and Steve Martin is a comedic, like, god. Oh, yeah. Um, in entertainment. And the fact that you took, used Rebel Wilson as the spiritual successor yeah. to him is, it, it makes me want to throw myself into the sea. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not great. You can tell they kind of let her improv most of the whole thing. Mm. And it's just like... Anne Hathaway is clearly not having fun. Yeah. Like the two characters are supposed to be kind of rivals anyway. They're both trying, they're both con women. Um, okay. That's a little different from Nerdy Rotten Scoundrels. They're like, they're friends and okay. like, they're buddies. Yeah. So in this as one, as far as I can remember. Yeah. In this one, they're, they're rival con women. Um, and they're, they sort of come across each other and they work together a little bit, but then they also, um, like have a, a bet at one point to who can, could con this one guy first. 
Okay, so that's pretty, yeah, that's around the same. It's it, loosely the same structure from yeah. what I understand. Um, and Anne Hathaway is like the, you'd expect her to be the villain in an Oceans movie or something. She's yeah. like very refined and her plans are super elaborate and intricate and it's really fun to watch them unfold. And mm-hmm. she's clearly having a lot of fun. And then Rebel Wilson's on screen and she just looks miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Not in it. There is a really great scene where she gets to blow into Rebel Wilson's face for about 15 seconds in real time. <laughs> amazing. would be excruciating but like it kind of works because you can tell that it's Anne Hathaway's just trying to suppress this glee (laughs) just like I get to torture Rebel Wilson and they're gonna pay me I think Rebel Wilson's a person we should do a character study on in some way like why why is it something I don't know if it's something that the audience agrees with like Mm -hmm. that like yeah do people like her yeah Yeah. but you and I agree that I we just her humor is just not humor she's intensely off-putting for me yeah and like it's her there's there's there are people like that that i'm just like yeah (laughs) i gotta figure out what it is i have another example rattling around in my brain somewhere but it's not coming to the forefront right now um i'm not gonna try too hard it'll come to me mid-episode at some point anyway yeah the hustle it's it's about a three out of ten for me it's it's a it's an avoid very few are that far down yeah it it's kind of like in that realm between a three and a four because the stuff with Anne hathaway is mostly fine yeah if it were just that it'd be a perfectly enjoyable six or seven kind of movie but nah 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 well that's good to good to know to not not go watch that it was it was a nice vivid reminder that i just need to never watch anything with rebel wilson in it ever again jojo rabbit dang it yep that's the that's the one that I keep thinking of every time like Rebel Wilson's bad. I'm like, but Jojo Rabbit is so good. Yeah. <laughs> but she's in it for like maybe five minutes. Totally. And that's that's probably the right way to use her. Like she's probably good in small doses. I just yeah. never know because they it's always like make her the focus. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. Rebel Wilson. I am the Rebel Wilson of real life. Yep. Awesome. Good deal. Uh-oh. <laughs> Preston, ah. what you been up to? Oh, uh... So I'm still on my Assassin's Creed playthrough. Um, mm-hmm. I think I can keep talking about it because I've always had finished a game. Uh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what I had said last week? Uh, I remember you're, where I was. You were talking about three was bad. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think... finished three. Okay. And uh, I think it was after our episode where I was talking about like, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of issues. But I'm a completionist when I play a video game. Like mm-hmm. I need my favorite games are the ones where I can concretely see if I'm doing everything mm-hmm. um and assassin's creed actually has the percentage like you can actually see the percentage of the game you have completed mm-hmm. and i was completion- like lego star wars huh like lego star wars yeah yeah like i would do that with lego star wars too yeah um and i was i i'm trying to completion this playthrough mm-hmm. um where i play through the game do as much as i can like all the way through all the games and then i'm gonna go back and then ro- load up the same one and then fill in the cracks right um and so i was doing that for three until i got about halfway through the game and i was just so sick of all the bugs and the mm-hmm. issues and just it being meh and i just blitzed through the rest of the game not even caring there's like i think i got there's bonus objectives in every single mission and there's maybe like two or three in every single mission mm-hmm. and then there was maybe probably 10 missions left from when i just started to just blitz through so roughly 20 to 30 i'll say 25 uh bonus objectives i did maybe four of them by accident <laughs> not a great ratio <laughs> like <laughs> it was just uh i just didn't care at that point and yeah. i'm probably not going to go back and play it but then i played you know my theory of pairs 
which right. we've explained multiple times. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed comes in pairs. This first one is bad. The second one is good. It just, yep. they make the game work. And then the next game, they make it good. Right. Um, Honeydew and cantaloupe to bring back the food analogies. Yes. Fruit from last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now I'm in the second game of the pair, which is Black Flag. You're a pirate. And right Our... as I started playing the playing Black Flag, uh, I uh, was at my girlfriend's house. Uh, at my girlfriend's house, Kaylin's house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I I was at Kaylin's house and uh, I wanted alcohol, but there was no alcohol there. I'd run out of my bourbon that I left at her house, mm-hmm. and but there was spiced rum, and I was like, "I'll give it a shot." I know Arr. people drink spiced rum, and oh my god, I love spiced rum. Okay. Oh my god, like it's so much better than bourbon and whiskey. So like the thing mm-hmm. that the difference that I d- describe with the two of them is that like going down, it's a lot like bourbon and whiskey. Like it's mm-hmm. just like the sting of drinking hard liquor um but after there's like this this flavor like this aroma of the one that was was at her house like butterscotch and vanilla it was just chilling in my face for like a solid two minutes afterwards yeah and it was just like "Mm, it feels so good all right and so i went and i just got some jack uh like secret stash or whatever it's called and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the butterscotch in it which i couldn't find that one um but it has it has the vanilla and it tastes really good and I am all for it and I'm drinking rum while playing as a pirate and it's such a good game That's and delightful. I just love it so much. Like there's just Assassin's Creed Black Flag is such a good game to complete. Um, there are about 70 collectible items kind of scattered in the middle of the ocean that you have to sail your ship over. Then you have to jump out of your ship, swim over to the island that's like three square feet grab the thing and then get swim back onto your ship. And that takes like a couple minutes per thing. So it's a little bit of a slog to get those ones. Yeah. But like, otherwise there's locations and each of them have like a, a little bit of, uh, collectibles and a couple missions and stuff like that. little side stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the logo on it, like once you finish, it goes like boing and the logo of it changes to like yellow. And uh-huh. like, you know that you've completed that location and it's so satisfying to open up the map and see all of these completed locations, like mm. the empty upper half of the map of just all collectibles done. I'm like, this is just so much fun. And all the Good. bonus objectives are like very easily doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and the story is just genuinely good. It's this pirate who like gets attacked by an assassin ship mm-hmm. and he like, he, the ships explode and they both wash up on shore and so he like goes and takes him down he like kills him Mm -hmm. and then he finds this thing on on the assassin's body that's like hey this thing that you're delivering cool thank you your reward will be here like blah blah it's like the death he's like oh cool i'll just dress up as this guy sure this thing go get money i'm a pirate so then you go and do a thing Mm -hmm. and it's betraying the assassins because it's a traitor assassin that you kill and Uh so then you're helping the bad guys and then you come across you know that you're it's an Assassin's Creed, so, like, the assassins are the good guys. Right. But, like, not in this game. It's just, like, you're, you're, it's, you're That's your own fun. thing. You're an antihero. And yeah. you come across and they're all, like, pissed off that, like, you did this thing. And you, as a player through all the games, are like, yeah, you betrayed the assassins. But if you, like, really put yourself in the game, you're like, I'm a pirate. I did what made me money. And your character's just, and they're like, why did you do this? He's like, because it made me money. <laughs> yo-ho, yo-ho, baby. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's so much fun. And... The storytelling they have with the backstory is just, like, before every sequence of missions, um, there's just, like, this really quick flashback to you and your wife and, like, mm-hmm. you starting to get into becoming a pirateer or privateer and mm-hmm. that story. And it's just, like, a good story. It's just, 
it's so much fun and i love this game and i'm happy to be playing it again i haven't played it in a couple days because it's been Mm -hmm. very busy right no i'm playing assassin's creed a lot and good watching football movies yes which i just motioned for the camera even though this is not on camera yeah i've been doing a little of that too Um, we'll talk about but uh what was the other thing um yeah no that's pretty much it all right i haven't read in a while you disappoint me yeah i'm watching movies yeah (laughs) watching movies and playing games Um, yeah but no yeah that's what what i'm up to that's not true there's something else you've been up to which is sort of news related which we're gonna talk about yes oh yes 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 uh i uh i watched the first five episodes of wandavision you are caught up because getting a text from you saying catch up on in all caps catch up in wandavision we need to talk is always shocking because yes. you don't freak out too often. No. <laughs> so when I get a freak out text from you, it's yeah. very like, oh my god, I need to go watch it now. All right. And Kaylin had seen the first two episodes, and mm-hmm. I'm like, can you watch tonight? Like, I, and she was like, have you seen the first two episodes? And I'm like, nope. Got up, went in, watched the first two episodes, <laughs> and then I was like, now I have, and we uh, FaceTimed or uh, <laughs> Google Met um, and watched it remotely because yeah. she tested positive. Yay! Yay. So I, <laughs> and I have not. Which is weird that, like, I'm disappointed that I didn't test positive because we're missing both our anniversary, which is today, and uh, <laughs> and Valentine's Day yeah. because she's positive and I'm not. So, uh, yay! <sighs> Just gonna delve my face into Assassin's Creed more and cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, before we... We're gonna talk about... There's some spoilery stuff yes. we're ending to. Before uh, that, do you have any big picture comments? How are you enjoying it? I didn't... Mm. I don't want to enjoy it, but I really do. (laughs) It's like, and I've talked about this a a lot on uh, on episodes previous that like, I hate Disney as a corporation. Mm -hmm. They're a, they're a terrible organization that is like, that should be broken up because of monopoly. And they're also like, have a lot of things like the Mulan thing that is just ethically bad. Yep. Uh, And like, and I, I want to hate them and I, um, and what I was telling Kaylin is that like, I want them, I want them to make bad things so that like my capacity of like consuming media mm-hmm. isn't like 80% Disney stuff. Yeah. I want to be able to go watch things that are Oscar Beatty movies, like indie movies and enjoy them. But in order to do this, I have to watch so much Disney all the time. And I want them to just be like, have a bad show. And like yep. for me to start it and just be like, I don't care about this. Yeah. But like two episodes in, like Paul Bettany is a gem of a human. <laughs> I think he's a terrible human being in real life. But is he really? Yeah. Aww. Apparently. Apparently it's pretty hard to work with. Oh, well, his acting is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's really <laughs> good act actor. a gem of a human being. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. And then like all the, what you were saying, like the tiny, at every end of every, at the end of every episode or like within, there's like these tiny little things like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And you kind of piece it together. And by episode five, you it's piecing it together for you. And there's four more episodes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more. We'll do some speculating and spoilers yeah. here in a second. So, uh, but... Yeah. No, I really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and it, I mean, it has agreed with, my theory on a very superstitious or superficial level mm-hmm. um in that like you, you take the general like aroma of my theory and i'm like kind of right but like there's a lot of things i'm very much not right on yeah so it kind of keeps you guessing um but you know it's just it's fun and 
and intriguing. Yeah. Um, and so now, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the first five episodes of WandaVision. Yeah, we're going to talk about particularly a big thing that happens at the end yep. um, of episode five. Uh, so if you have not caught up, um, Gage will hopefully have something in the comments for you. Nice little timestamp. Jump ahead to the regular news. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he'll do it, but uh, give you a uh, some way. Look in the comments or look in the description or something. Um, uh, safe bet would be to skip ahead about five minutes probably yeah shouldn't be here too long yeah so oh my god yep oh my god yep oh my god the (laughs) x-men holy shit okay uh (laughs) so like okay so when he popped up i was just like oh they recast like they made the company recast him and i'm like he looks a lot more than uh Evan Peters than Ryan Gosling because like I always it, he, the guy looks like Ryan Gosling in Age yeah. of Ultron and I was like it looks more like Evan Peters oh my god that's Evan Peters yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Kaylin like she like she didn't she was like what and I kind of had to like briefly explain to her like right. that whole thing um and because I guess uh, she had forgotten that Fox was merged yeah so I was like this is this is the thing that ties the two together yep um so how do you think they're gonna handle like is that evan peters quicksilver like is that the quicksilver i think it's unlikely that it is um i think that this is more of a a, in the context of the show i think it's just sort of a fun cameo just like oh hey this guy was quicksilver yeah as much as i really want this to be the x-men are coming into the universe but i think it's also kind of a trial balloon like let's put one of these old X-Men characters, yeah. someone that was well-liked in the, the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put him in an MCU thing and kind of see what happens, see what the audience reaction is. Yeah. Uh, and then if people like it, they can move forward and they can start folding them in. Right. That's kind of where I'm at, but I'm open to alternate takes. I think, I, I think that the, that there is a, so, okay. There's a lot, to play with in the ambiguity of the way the infinity stones work so here's the here's the things we know the infinity stones were used to create a reality affecting thing which can be used in some mcguffin-y way to bring in the x-men right um meanwhile wanda is basically a child of like she was given her powers through the reality stone Mm -hmm. which means that she can do stuff so like all this stuff happening like all these like universe bending things that happened over infinity war and Endgame, mm-hmm. and her using her powers could very well be that she is responsible for bringing in the x-men in yeah. some way and what her doing this creating this hex of re- fake reality could be what's bringing them in like the x-men could have they're been... gonna be the hex men oh my god they're gonna all just emerge into the hex and well, it's gonna I'm be the hex men like maybe that she, she the hex is it's like this portal mm-hmm. of like these other universes and her warping reality so much is kind of is like stretching the like s- you know space time continuum or whatever quantum oh, yeah. thing they want to throw into the oh, yeah. verbiage and it's like that's what's pulling things in so mm-hmm. this will be kind of like the avenue at which the fantastic four and the x-men come in mm-hmm. is through her breaking the universe yeah, that's that's entirely plausible, I think. I, I mean, that's just the only thing that I can think... Because I really don't think that they would use the actual character as, like, a little, mm-hmm. like... But, like, let's see what people react to. Like, right. it, it's too risky. 
Okay. Because you're now introducing, because they don't, t- Disney doesn't tend to do that. That's or fair. they're like, yeah. hey, look, it's like. They're pretty confident in their yeah. decisions. Yeah. Um. So like it, it, it plays too much of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the only example I can think of where they didn't bring them two together were X-Men and Deadpool. Right. And there was that cameo. Yeah. But they didn't play into the plot. Right. Like, he is now part of the plot. This is something that is out of, Wanda, out of Wanda's control in her thing. So now mm-hmm. this is something that's going to probably make her snap and go full-blown psycho. I don't know. Could gonna... be. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to spec. So... At this point, we're kind of meant to think that Wanda is completely in control. Yeah. And I don't think she is. I think that she thinks she has control. Yeah. And like... I, mean, I Yeah. And I don't think that was Wanda that went outside the barrier to talk to the people. Oh. I think that was someone else assuming the form of Wanda. Like who? Um, Whom? <laughs> Vision? No. Um, I mean, Agnes definitely seems to be causing some trouble. Um. I think, well, yeah, but I don't think that Agnes is really on her side. I I don't think Mm -hmm. that she would walk out and try to defend what's going on. I think like... Well, she's trying to keep it enclosed because she has some ulterior motive of her own. Okay, so you think Agnes will ultimately be a a poser? Uh, Yeah, I think... Uh, Go back, if you're listening, go back and listen to the uh, antagonist, protagonist episode to Mm -hmm. understand our verbiage on antagonists. Yeah. I, I think she is, and it, she might just be a pawn of Mephisto, a la um, Loki or yeah. Ronan being a pawn of Thanos. So what is um, Mephisto? Where where was the references to that? You said that there was some tidbits. Um, yeah. So for one thing, he's a devil, and there's like the hex is six-sided, and there's some just kind of... Very subtle stuff like that. Um, Agnes has said a couple of things like the devil is in the details very pointedly. Mm. Um, I'm not remembering everything off the top of my head. But there's, one, there's another one that was like... My oh, husband looks better in the dark. It wasn't the... Uh, sh- um, Wanda said the devil's in the detail. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Dottie said the devil's in the details. And Agnes said that's not the only place he is. That's what it was. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which that's that's suspicious. Yeah, that was I I think it was suspicious, but when I watched it, not, now that you're mentioning, it, it's drawing my attention. But at the moment, I just kind of thought that she was just like, ah, oh, she's just calling Dottie the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Maybe Dottie is the devil. Maybe Dottie's Mephisto. It's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a lot of speculation that Agnes is a contraction of Agatha Harkness, who in the comics is a actual witch that trains. Um, and it sometimes opposes Scarlet Witch, like actual magical powers. And so she sort of refines that magical element. Oh, good catch. So good catch, I'm... good catch. Red circle with a yellow arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Things you missed. <laughs> this is not original Matt content here. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's that's something that's been speculated. Um, so I'm kind of thinking at this point that Wanda thinks she's in control, but she's actually being manipulated by Agatha Harkness, who is in turn acting on behalf of Mephisto. Mephisto is going to be the big bad and the big, the Thanos big bad, the Thanos big bad that in this case, it's going to be more like of a reality warping thing. Cause you look Do at, you think that this is them th- that Mephisto being the big guy in this is the equivalent of Thanos being the big guy at the end of Avengers where yes. it's like, this yeah. may not be actually him, but yeah. like, we're going to see what people think. And then if people like it, then we'll start tying in the rest. Yeah. Of it. Okay. Well, we've got like, 
five or six things lined up that are all going to be some sort of reality bending dimension hopping thing yeah. we got doctor strange we got spider-man 3 is going to be folding in a bunch of different characters yeah. which apparently willem dafoe was spotted on set the other day so oh that is gonna be a that's gonna be a stew of a movie yeah <laughs> we got the loki show there's clearly some weird stuff going yeah. on there um it does feel like this is going to be a place where Mephisto could be the, the big right. bad coming in. And so I, yeah, I, I think Wanda is not in control of the situation as much as she thinks she is. Yeah. I think it's more, um, this is something that she would do cause she's in that grief ridden emotional space. Yeah. Um, but I think she's being manipulated right. if not outright controlled. All right. I like it. And so maybe, maybe Quicksilver was brought in from an alternate reality by, reality bending bad guys to mess with her yeah all right could be but who knows yeah maybe i'm wrong about everything well i mean who knows i mean kevin feige just has a has a great mind for tying things together in ways that they make i mean he's yeah the person that they were right to put in charge yep um so we'll see what he we'll see what he does let's see yeah. how he uh feige's this up <laughs> it's like the opposite of right. thing i say yeah news news okay spoilers have ceased we're just gonna do some regular news now regular news hmm what Chris, to start with christopher Plummer died christopher Plummer died what a yeah sad plumber. day what a plumber plumber yeah <laughs> yeah no he's he he might be the first actor that i realized oh he's an actor because i saw him <laughs> in different things yeah <laughs> um because he's in sound of music of course yeah. and he's in uh he's in snowpiercer yeah i do know that i don't know why i Wait. know that one specifically is he i think so i would look but this my computer is not my computer so i can't really I right. can't, so it's i think it's dead hmm. <laughs> i don't know i guess i don't remember that happening uh yeah he's in um national treasure briefly he's in uh knives out he's pretty great in knives out oh maybe i was thinking knives out why was i why did i mix up knives out and oh because chris evans oh yes <laughs> he was with chris evans in a movie <laughs> and he was not in the marvel movies yeah no but this is this is a dude that's been a, a iconic well-loved actor for like or had been for like 60 years yeah just a heck of a legacy um apparently really good dude easy to work with yeah um i think he's the oldest guy ever to win his first oscar yeah in like 2010 or 2011 or something so he would have been about yeah. 80 um yeah well, i mean he missed is he what is he active in anything right now like anything in production that he I was in i don't think so i mean maybe he would have turned up in a flashback in knives out too or something yeah. if that ends up happening but unlikely um, yeah nothing nothing too high profile yeah all right um yeah just always a, a warm dude on film mostly um Check out Inside Man for one of his. He's not in it a whole bunch, but he's kind of it's a it's a very captivating performance. Okay, good movie too. Yeah. All right. What All other right. news? The you got one. I had one. Lord of the Rings uh, remastered is coming to movie theater. IMAX. Go, go activate the thing. Um. So the thing about this is he. So I read through what Peter Jackson was saying, and it was um he was talking a lot about lighting um and how it makes it looks like it makes it look like it was filmed today um 
I don't know how much of it because I've talked about wanting a Lord of the Rings remastered trilogy, um, but specifically I've wanted them to tighten up the effects and the CGI and stuff. Yeah, because that's the thing. If anything about that movie, it's not the fact that it was filmed on thirty-five milliliter or milliliter millimeter film um, and not digital or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm assuming if Andrew listens to this, he's gonna probably walk into my room and punch me in the face for saying an incorrect thing at that moment. I kind of assume he just does that anyway. Yeah, just how to um, live with you. But uh, I. I don't know if he's tightening up the CGI because like when mm-hmm. Gollum is like walking around and like he like does something and nothing moves according or mm-hmm. as an effect of his foot being placed. Um, it just, I don't know. Yeah. There are some wonky moments. Yeah. And like the green screen moments are a little iffy in points when like during yeah. Battle of Eleanor Fields, but I mean, it's nothing atrocious. Like the no, movie's it's, still fantastic. it's spectacular and absolutely um, holds up, but, but like, you know, it's just, it just, Make it all the more better if it was just like my immersion was never broken by right. iffy CGI. Right. Um, so I'll probably be going to see these remastered movies in the theater in IMAX. You know, I mean, I can always use an excuse to go see more Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I'm like, I'm also like, is it going to look like The Hobbit now? Because Hobbit was 4K, I think. That's true. And it was yeah. not great. So, well, but Peter Jackson cares about these movies. That's the true. thing. It's like, I, I feel like he wouldn't be told to do this and just like go with it mm-hmm. like not care like if they were like hey we want to do a remaster of the rings you'd be like cool yeah absolutely like that's my pet project i want to do the, the justice of mm-hmm. lord of the rings so we'll see yeah but that's the thing i'm intrigued but yep what else uh one more there was one more thing you had I think you said uh, there's going to be a bunch of trailers dropping at the Super Bowl, right? Which we'll talk about next week because this episode is being released probably mid in the middle of the yeah, yeah probably right about uh, halftime when all the interesting let's trailers. Do, are let's do let's do what you and I do uh, at movies. All right. Oh three yeah. Trailers. Three trailers. Okay. I think are gonna come out. Well, one one that's confirmed, which I'm intrigued for, is Venom. Let there be carnage. Oh shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So three other ones. Okay. <laughs> Don't use confirmed <laughs> ones. Um. I kind of bet we get a Suicide Squad one. Okay. At least something. Maybe yeah. a one-minute teaser. Yeah. Because um, that apparently just... They have they finished it. it yeah. And they have an official synopsis that came out. So I am yep. I would not be surprised to get something for that. Okay. Um, Probably... I'm sure it's already been confirmed. But I bet we get something for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because mm-hmm. that's the, the next Disney Plus show to drop. Um... And then I could kind of see like a new Black Widow something because they they've they're starting to ramp that back up with that coming out in mm-hmm. a few months here. Um, or maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a teaser for Hawkeye because that's that's this year and we haven't seen anything yet for yeah. that. I'll I'll make that my that my long shot. Okay. All right. Your hail mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm gonna start off with my hail mary okay batman oh yeah possible like i mean they've done a lot more filming uh maybe they've just got like a new version of because they've been doing promotional stuff like mountain dew had a uh right Batman thing so i mean it's not like they're not promoting right um but i think that that might be a chance um i think we might get a dune trailer hmm i think that they they this might be a good chance they've been holding on to them because like, yeah they've done one trailer because they were expecting it to come out but yep. this might be something just to kind of like 
reinvigorate the interest in dune i don't yeah. know i don't know I'm... i would expect not just it's this far out they're probably yeah. going to do another one when they start the the ramp up mm-hmm. um well i'm gonna say dune all right um and then oh god because you did all disney ones i'm gonna try to stick to all like that's other not true ones. i did suicide squad oh that's true you did um i don't know i i'm trying i can't think of any of the other anything else that's like wrapped up or is close to wrapping up filming because it's such a weird time. Um, yeah. We got our, what's the other uh, big one? There's like Kong, uh, Kong and Godzilla that we finally got. Mm-hmm. Which was oh, weird. Uh, Mortal Kombat, maybe Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Mortal Kombat. Okay. Warner yeah. I think that's a good bet. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my theory. Yep. We'll see I'm, what happens. Yep. Fingers crossed. I'm really actually hoping for something Shang-Chi. Oh, that's true. Because that comes out in like six months. Yeah, that's true. That is something. I I don't know. I think we would have heard if it would, but... What if we get like Shang-Chi and like Charlie Cox is in there? That would be really weird. Yeah. Why would... I don't know. Maybe Finn Jones. Ninjas? Finn... Finn... No. What's his name? Who plays Iron Iron Fist? Yeah. What's his face? Yeah. Maybe him. Because they're around each other, aren't they? They're like buds or something. They're both martial artists. Yeah, they're, they're all martial arts and ninjas up there. Yeah, I don't know. Something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Other yeah, one. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. We'll talk about it next week in more detail. Yeah, we will. Trailer breakdowns, things you missed. But uh, speaking of football. Speaking of football. It's football Ooh. time in Oklahoma. That's not true. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I have anything that's indicative of football. Except for my football. Right. Um, I wore my hat and my socks. Today... Today. We're talking about football movies. Oh. This is... I mean, you knew this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a kind of a test episode for an overall series that we wanted to talk about uh, that we are probably going to do in uh, mm-hmm. April, May of sports movies. Uh, and it's kind of going to... The the point of this series, doing uh, doing an episode on each type of sport movie mm-hmm. that that there are sport movies about. We're not doing, mo- uh, we're not going to do an episode on curling movies because there's not movies on curling. There is, there's maybe one. Leave it in the comments. Uh, <laughs> but uh, similar to our Halloween episodes where mm-hmm. we talked about each archetype and why those are the ones. Mm-hmm. Like wh- wh- why does society just kind of accept those as the common archetypes? Okay. Uh, for horror movies, I want to talk about all the sports ones and um, kind of try to nail down the purpose of a given sport being the center of an episode of a movie so okay we're gonna talk about football movies today and we're gonna talk about what makes them football movies and Mm -hmm. the bigger question for each movie did it need to be a football movie or can it be replaced by any other uh any other uh sport and then we're gonna do those later for like baseball movies basketball movies i think we have golf movies we have horse racing movies we're gonna Mm -hmm. car movies got car racing movies yeah uh might be boxing in there somewhere might be boxing yeah Um, punch punch Stuff like that. And we'll talk about like why, it, how each of these sports kind of play into the, the theme or the message of the, mm-hmm. of the movie. Okay. Um, Sounds like a good time. I have a caveat that I will reiterate when we get around to that series uh, that we are going to pretend that all of these are not based on real stories. Oh my God. Every <laughs> football movie is based on a true story. So it has to be footballs, but like we're yeah. going to pretend that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Could this story be told with another sport? That's right. that's the intent. Right. Um, so um, let's just like real quick, Matt, what Preston. movies have you watched? 
Uh, this week in particular, I watched two. I've seen a few before. Right. Um, I watched Remember the Titans because okay. I actually hadn't seen that one. Good. Um, it was good. I liked it. Yes. Um, and then I watched All the Right Moves. Good. Another one that I haven't seen. Cool. Okay. With uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Leah. Keep wanting to say Mitchell, but that's not it. The mom from uh, Back to the Future. Nope. Not even. When she was when she's young, I though. Seen young, young and pretty. In forever. <laughs> She and Tom Cruise get naked together. It's pretty great. Oh, good. Yeah. I have seen the four movies I saw this week were Remember the Titans, We Are Marshall, Rudy, and uh, Blindside. Okay. So have... those are like the ones that I knew that if I hadn't seen it, I would get crucified on the internet yeah. for. I have also seen We Are Marshall and the Blindside right. before. Um, Rudy is, uh, the way I saw it described, and I agree with it after watching, Rudy mm-hmm. is uh, Men's The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one that like, oh, it just gets you. See, I thought that was Die Hard. No, like it like gets you in the feels. I thought that was Die Hard. Does the Die Hard get you in the feels? Yeah. It's Christmas, man. Oh, and he's got to save his wife, oh even though God. they hate each other. And he doesn't have shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but so those are the movies I watched. Those will be the ones we talk about. Um, because right. I think they're pretty good encapsulating. They help. Uh, the intent is to decide the formula of what makes a football movie what makes football the the sport that's necessary and i think mm-hmm. we have a good sample size of like the best ones yeah um and i and they all are kind of like varying in their levels of what they need to be their football some of them needed to be a football movie some of them did not need to be a football movie mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that um if you guys have any uh issues with what we say like saying that this movie absolutely needed to be a football movie because of whatever reason mm-hmm. send us an email about it with uh, at ju- uh, justice losers at gmail.com send us an email there and just isn't it justice losers pod justice losers pod yeah at gmail.com uh or leave it in comments on facebook or instagram we'll have places that just throw it on anything yeah put a comment we'll see it and absolutely we'll acknowledge it yep um but if you think we we threw a home run today then let us know we'll we'll, we'll be proud and we just uh knocked it out of the rink <laughs> um so let's uh let's start on the one that we both saw this week which is uh uh, remember remember the titans yeah classic classic movie um it is set in uh i think we give a little synopsis sure absolutely Uh, it is set in the 70s yeah 70s a high school football team that of a high school that is being integrated Mm -hmm. and so a black coach is hired to be the head coach pushing out the um yeah that's yeah yeah uh pushing out the pushing out the original white coach mm-hmm. and bringing by in a whole bunch denzel of... washington and someone i recognized but didn't bother to look up the name <laughs> <Yep>. respectively <laughs> um and bringing in a whole bunch of black players and there's yep. a lot of racism in that and yep. you get some uh tension with that and it's a, it's a great story i'm gonna say this right now that this had to be a football movie okay like just so kind of the thing I got from this was the the ultimate healing. We're going to be spoiling these movies, by the way. Like, we're yeah. going to have to. I mean, they're all reasonably predictable. Yeah. But um, the thing that ultimately brings them together, brings the two the two good buds mm-hmm. uh, that I can't remember their name right now. like Bertier and yes, uh, Julius. Yes, the two of them, two best friends. Like I watched bro- this last night. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> the bromance uh, between them 
The thing that brings it together is the fact that one link, one weak link breaks the whole team. Right. That's like the nature. And so th- this is me coming from someone who knows quite a bit about football. Not a whole lot, but like enough to really get by. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good bit about a football and then a decent bit about the rest of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, football is the only sport where every single player's roles are so tightly interwoven for the function of the team Mm -hmm. so the reason i say that so uh, as baseball to a contrary yeah like i mean each player is very important but if the first or like let's say the left outfielder doesn't do their job it doesn't break the whole team right but god forbid one lineman doesn't do their job the the quarterback could get injured like it's so tightly interwoven yeah um and i don't know about any other sports that do that i think basketball is kind of similar like everyone has their very specific roles and if you mess it up then they get a free open shot or something yeah um but it 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 feels like and it's also like down to a given moment like at any moment which is the you know at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. one person like everyone needs to be doing their job but like in basketball like not everyone it is more fluid if you're a defender you're kind of you're paying attention, but you're kind of standing on your side when the ball's on the other side. And you're just yeah. like, eh, good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think for that purpose, it, it, the the overall message through, uh, the, through kind of the climax and the healing is that, like, whether, like, the coach is putting these people on the same team. Right. You can't just be racist it is a team it is a brotherhood like the moment you you can't just let it happen because he's a black guy right like you need to do this yeah because it's a team and i think that's something that like grows their relationship a lot yeah um they see they start out and they see each other as people but they're like different races and come from different places and hate each other yeah and then they grow to see each other as football players right which is where the the tie-in comes, and then they pull apart and realize that they are just people and they can be friends. Yeah, and uh, for that reason, I think that one needs to be a football. So, let's. Uh, what are your thoughts on what I just spewed? Yeah, no, I I I do agree. I think you're you're making some reasonable points over there. Yes, good. No, you gotta fight me. <laughs> Come on, it's only interesting when you have counterpoints. So something <laughs> something you didn't mention that I think I noticed. Um, football movies and. I think especially this one uh, questions about masculinity really come into play. Yeah. And it's a lot of like, it seems like every football movie I've ever watched, there's at least some element of, Hey, look at all these terrible ways that classic masculinity can turn into toxic masculinity and cause a lot of pain for people. But then through the power of football and friendship, we can bring it together and use it for something productive and good. And it's about sort of, trimming the toxicity that's a really yeah it's a really good point i didn't hadn't really thought about that and yeah so this one in particular you get like the um the aggression and the confidence bordering on arrogance and then you combine that with just some built-in racism and things can get really ugly really fast yeah but then you strip away that toxicity and you get, you're left with just that confidence and it becomes the the brotherhood and the camaraderie and I think that that is something that football especially is so important because partly like you're talking about, it's it's such an interlinked sport where everyone has to depend on everyone else. But partly because it's such a physical sport, such a violent sport that it does kind of get at those most basic masculine instincts yeah. of like, I'm going to fight this dude and I'm going to hit him. Yeah. There's the the really fat guys like, figure as long as I'm in school and they'll let me hit people, I'll play football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I, I agree. And I, I think that, that there's even like a um, – it's football is one of those few sports that uh, the the coaches will tell you to channel your anger into beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Um, that and boxing. That and boxing and wrestling, like yeah, full contact sports like that. Um, and baseball, if you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really want to get your anger out. Kind of aim your cleat up when you're sliding into home. Like it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's something that that is is kind of critical for a football movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that toxic masculinity, that anger, and mm-hmm. then funneling that into the sport. Because, I mean, you don't funnel anger into running. You can. Just do, doing like cross country, you got to run like 27 miles. Just like, no one, no one funnels anger into that. <laughs> do they? Sure. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like that would like, that like funneling anger into something makes you exert hard. And you don't want to do that in running. You want to pace yourself really easy. yeah that's probably true so there's more like probably more Fair tranquility enough. in running than in football i mean you're tranquil on a football field you're gonna get clobbered <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so nice lineman <laughs> um okay uh so let's uh let's move t- i kind of want to like have that little brief discussion yeah about yeah, this yeah. Movie and then, let's hit them uh let's do um uh we are marshall okay uh as the next one because you have seen that one i have uh, so we can talk about that one. So Where Marshall is about the 1970, 1970 uh, plane crash mm-hmm. uh, that killed the entirety of the Marshall, South Carolina? West Virginia. West Virginia. Uh, Marshall, West Virginia. Yeah, because WV at West Virginia University is like an antagonist kind of. Right. Um, killed the entire team and pretty much the entire athletic department. Right. Um, and it's about a... A guy who comes in and wants to rebuild the whole team, uh, mm-hmm. facing adversity of people who think that this is not the right time. And right. so he builds it with a whole bunch of people that uh, are not football players. Yeah. So that was really amusing. Um, and yeah. So that one, I don't know if it needed to be a football team. Football. Yeah, I think it just needed to be a team sport movie. Right, exactly. So, like, this could have been baseball. You take, like, these uh, these runners who, like, could be base runners and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. they can do this stuff. Yeah. But maybe they're not uh, baseball players. But Fun fact, the Oakland A's tried that in the 70s. They hired a track star as a pinch runner. And so he'd just he'd come in and switch out for guys that would hit and get on base. And he'd try to steal bases. And he had no instinct. So he's faster than everyone else out there. But he'd get caught stealing all the time because he didn't have the timing. <laughs> that's amazing um so what do you remember about that movie um it was very melodramatic but i wasn't that impressed that's kind of all i remember about it yeah Um, i mean i I agree um, (laughs) but like but about the specifically the the kind of the formula of it it so it's just like there's a lot of grief and anger and sadness over the plane crash and then it's about sort of building something rebuilding from the ashes um these are kind of impressionistic memories because it might have been like five years since i've seen it yeah um oh no you're not wrong there's uh there's definitely a climactic scene where there's one player who's kind of like being an asshole mm -hmm. uh, and he's one of the remaining players there was uh there's four players who weren't on that plane right um and then the the former assistant head coach Mm -hmm. um was not on the team so there's like it, it's four players and one coach who are still around and right 
uh, one of the players is being kind of an asshole. And then the assistant coach like pushes him. He's like, you think you're the only one who has the right to be angry, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but so there is a lot of like this, this, uh, it's, I think it plays into the kind of that, that anger funneling anger into, Mm -hmm. into the sport. Uh, but through grief. Yeah. Um, and kind of how the, the grief breaks the team because there are the people who are remembering and feeling like their teammates are being disgraced. Yeah. Um, but I think it ultimately, yeah, like it and just needed to be a team because it is your brothers and you don't need to be on a football team to feel brotherhood with your, uh, teammates. No. Um, and so, yeah, that, and then there's not a whole lot of toxic masculinity stuff going on. Not so much. The, the, yeah, I mean, f- I guess another through line we might end up tracing here is that football is a, a thing that can, under the right circumstances, take a lot of emotions and make things wholesome and bring things together. Yeah. Um, and in this one, the bad emotions or the the um, uncomfortable emotions are like it's the grief and stuff yeah. that's getting washed away and overcome. So it's not it's not really about masculinity, toxic yeah. or otherwise. I. I guess you could make an argument that it's about like um, masculinity in the sense of trying to to build something and create something. There's like that little side thing where the, the coach is like building a shed or something. Yeah, I remember. The coach is like, yeah, I remember that image in my head. One thing that could kind of dance on that line of the toxic masculinity is like the uh, so Anthony Mackie's character is like afraid to kind of like let it out but he does at mm-hmm. one point and he's like crying and stuff and like, mm-hmm. and kind of, so he's got an injured shoulder the whole time right. and he wants to play, but like, they're like, you can't play. You have an injured shoulder. And he's yeah. like, I, I need to do this. And like, it's kind of his outlet for mm-hmm. the grief and anger is to play, but he can't. Right. Um, so I think that that, that, that through line kind of does fit with him, with that character specifically, mm-hmm. but it's not really like a everyone thing yeah um so you could still again you could migrate that to just being a baseball player or a football or a soccer player or a soccer player or a uh hockey oh hockey is one you definitely funnel in some anger yeah boy check some people Mm. no not no better feeling than just just ramming a dude into a window putting them in check better when you put them in checkmate but or you just give him a concussion with your hockey stick i played hockey for like two years nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never checked anyone i wasn't a violent person i was terrifying i was terrified not terrifying i was not terrifying i was a no. small boy <laughs> yeah i can't imagine you being terrifying ever no um okay uh let's talk about have you seen blindside i have okay so we can talk about blindside and then mm-hmm. i think we talk about rudy and mm-hmm. i'll talk about it a little bit and then we talk about your movie that i hadn't seen and we'll right that uh so blindside Again, we have to just pretend like these aren't real stories because yeah. <laughs> um, it's about a uh, a kid who goes to a uh, a, a big kid, mm-hmm. a big black kid who grew up uh, poor and mm-hmm. with like his mom was all into drugs and stuff and yep on and uh, off the streets and he's he's on the streets and he somehow like through through means of uh, knowing somebody gets into a uh christian school like an mm-hmm. all-white christian school yep um and he doesn't have the grades to do it to be there and but like he has the talent to be in a football team mm-hmm. and so uh a mom 
uh, played by Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. brings him in and kind of does what needs to be done to help him improve his grades and get into the football team. And it's, uh, yeah. and kind of taking advantage of his protective instincts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and boy, that movie made me want to cry like 19 times. It's a, just the whole time I was like kind of on the verge of tears and I was like, mm. yeah, it's an emotional one. Um, but, uh, that one. So what are your thoughts on it needing to be a football as far as you remember? Um, as far as I remember, you probably could have rewritten it in a way that would have made it not a football movie, but it does lean into, like you were saying that like, protectiveness theme and that is something that's really specific not just to football but to being an offensive lineman right in a football game yeah you, the left you protect tackle. the quarterback the left tackle specifically yeah you protect the quarterback's blind side yep yeah and that's uh and given that blind sides i had watched right after watching uh remember the titans mm-hmm. uh that's that is the thing that caught me and honestly having seen those two movies back to back really gave me like my thesis on what makes a football movie a football movie okay because you're right you're exactly right that it's mm-hmm. like about protecting like your role is so important on mm-hmm. the team's function yeah um to protect your teammates in a way mm-hmm. by doing your job yeah uh, but no other sport does that right um everyone is kind of on their own but with the same goal yeah with football like you are you are so reliant on everyone pulling yeah. their doing you, their job you right. have guys who are entire job is to stop the other guys from hitting your guys right exactly yeah and um so i think that uh, that this movie if you would agree it needs to be a football movie the way it's written like i agree yeah. that, that yeah. it is a it's a very important aspect of the story but it could be rewritten in such a way that it yeah um it's less about that more about mm-hmm. doing something else yeah because it's you could you could rewrite him to have very strong spatial reasoning instinct skills and he's just great at catching fly balls i was gonna say getting t- getting playing tetris <laughs> 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 i'm gonna tetris championship uh but no you it, it the the movie ultimately is about um he has a skill that is set for a specific role of something mm-hmm. and you could change his skill to be yeah like you said spatial reasoning and catching fly balls um like but uh, that story that story needed to be a football yeah. movie yeah um so that's i mean yeah that, that's yeah that was a pretty easy one I, given that mm-hmm. we kind of established the that criteria prior mm-hmm. made this one go quick yeah uh so rudy you rudy. haven't seen rudy i haven't do you know anything about rudy uh sam from lord of the rings wants to play football for Notre dame um and everyone loves him because he's such a lovable guy except in real life apparently he's a jerk yeah, who Saint Sean Aston or Rudy? Rudy, yeah. So, so it's a true story again. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So it's this kid who is really small, mm-hmm. um, and he grows up, and his whole family just loves Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I want to take a say tangent real quick. I watched so many movies on football, and not OU was not mentioned one time, and I'm so mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so he uh, he really wants to play. His family is all like Notre Dame all the way, and mm-hmm. but he just doesn't have the grades. He's not particularly smart. Kind of the theme is that the family isn't particularly smart. None of them really could go to. They all work in a mine or not mm-hmm. a mine, uh, a factory, a mill. I think. I thought Sam's dad dad was a. I thought his gaffer was a gardener. It was a gardener of metal. There it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and what he does is he uh his his friend dies, 
And he decides that that's the moment that he needs to just go and do the thing that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and he does his job to become a football player at Notre Dame um, through a series of kind of like gates that he needs to pass. Okay. Um, so he needs to get there and he needs to become a student at uh, uh, Notre Dame. Doesn't have the grades for it, but there's another school that he can get into Mm-hmm. For one semester, and then he kind of has to work his grades up, and then he has to go, and so works his grades up with the help of uh, John Favreau. Oh, um, lovely! Really young and weird, John Favreau. Uh, and then he can get into Notre Dame, and then all this stuff, and it's like finding romance and uh, all this stuff, and it's delightful. Um, yeah, he meets his Rosie, Rosie Cotton. It does not need to be a football movie. Okay. Honestly, it you could you could actually so ambigu ambigu ambiguously ambiguously ambiguously. Thank you. I don't know words. Ambiguously. 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 Write the movie in such a way that he wants to play a sport as a player, and you have no idea what it is. Like it because it, it really <laughs> that's like, fun. It. I don't even think you really know what he what position he plays. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's the act of achieving a goal. Like, that's, yeah. he wants to do this thing and the world stacked against him. Yep. But, like, it, it, he wants to, he, it's, it's a, it's a, an initiative and mm-hmm. ambition to go do it. Yeah. Um, and a, and a drive to do it. And it's, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I really want to play golf in the masters yeah but like or like i want to play golf well it's got to be for the school because it all Mm -hmm. but it's like i want to play golf for the university of rutgers i want to play for rutgers sure (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) and so he goes and does that or he wants to like wants to play professional or wants to play for the university overwatch team yeah exactly it really doesn't matter carolina university it's just him fighting against it and as wholesome as it is of like this guy who's very much not suited for so let's say it could be a really short guy who wants to play basketball or um a uh a really tall guy that wants to be a pilot that one would ultimately not like a fighter pilot that one would ultimately not work out because there are actual restrictions on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, as I love that movie, it was a great movie, mm-hmm. uh, probably an eight for me. Okay. Um, it, it did not be, need to be a football movie because yeah. there was no toxic masculinity. There was just a drive to do something and the people and people around him telling him that he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could, yeah. Like you said, like you said with overwatch, like it didn't even need to be a sport. Yeah. And like, I want to play chess on the OU chess team. Hey, but chess is a sport. So, I want to play on the national sorry team. So that's Rudy. Okay. Um, that actually reminded me of another football movie that I've seen, not this week, but before. Mm-hmm. Um, Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Uh, it's kind of the Rudy story, except um, this guy really wants to play for the Eagles, mm-hmm. which Wahlberg Eagles? Would have thought he'd go for the Patriots, but yeah. oh well. What's it? What is it with like... The Patriots being the, and like the, well, I guess Chris Pont or Pratt, Pratt likes the Seahawks. I think so. But I feel like there's so many people that like the Patriots. That's probably because all these actors came from New York. Like a lot of people grew up, like a lot of actors like kind of come from New York because that's like kind of where you try to go and make it. Why would New York people root for the Massachusetts team? Oh, is it Massachusetts? What's New, New England? Oh, New York Jets. Yeah. Or uh, Buffalo Bills. Oh, Buffalo. Or. Well, I don't know. 
I don't have a thesis, and that's not the point of this episode. Anyway. That's not the movie we're talking about. Yeah, no, Invincible, it's it's similar story. There's a guy, um, and he just, like, he routinely trounces everyone in their little, like, pickup football games in the yard. And they're like, hey, you're pretty good. The Eagles are holding an open tryout. And he goes to the open tryout and, like, does pretty well. And it's, like, him trying to get on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Brian's song. That's another classic one. Is that one? Yeah, with uh, 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 What's-His-Face and Billy D. Williams. I don't know who what's his face is. I think it's James Conn, maybe. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I haven't ser- I haven't heard of that movie. Well, I've heard of that movie, I think, but I haven't yeah. seen anything about that it. That one's that one's really good. It's uh um God, it's not James Conn, I don't think. But um yeah, white and black football player, early seventies, like um integrating true story. Um and they like kind of hate each other and then they grow to become friends and then one of them gets cancer and it's really sad. Oh, um, but they play football and they they bring each other together, so that's a good one. Um, and then I should probably talk about uh, all the oh, right moves because yeah. <laughs> that's the one I actually saw this yep. week. Uh, so that one's from the early '80s. Um, Leah Thompson, that's who it is. Tom okay. Cruise. Tom Cruise is the the lead. He's a high school uh, linebacker or no cornerback for a um, Rust Belt team in Pennsylvania. Um, entire town basically works in the steel mill. And it's, that's another through line I'm seeing is like, like kind of poor upbringing, like mm-hmm. Rudy, they all played steel. I uh, walked, walked in the store, uh, on the mill. I'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's a really good football player. His, his buddies are good football players, but their team is kind of the, the underdogs. So Craig T. Nelson plays the coach. Um, he's kind of a hard nosed guy with some ambitions. Um, kind of the, the theme of this one is everyone wants to get out because it's this poor community oh, yeah, yeah. and it's clearly failing. Like at one point, um, a bunch of, uh, the steel mill cuts a bunch of jobs and it affects mm-hmm. some people. Um, and so the coach at the start of the movie is like interviewing for uh, assistant coaching jobs at some small colleges. Um, and all these high school players are like, okay, we got to play up. It's the big game. We got to play really good for the recruiters. Cause yeah. we want to get scholarships to good schools and get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then there, there's conflict between the, the coach and the rest of the team and, um, some, twists and turns along the way um but it kind of only the first half or so is really a football movie okay it's kind of the structure is weird but it's like it's a very football movie and then there's some stuff that happens that puts tom cruise and the coach severely at odds to the point where he's cut from the team despite being one of the best players Mm -hmm. um and then it's kind of about him sort of trying to take accountability for his own actions and make himself a better person um and then it just all kind of ends and just kind of wraps itself up. It's, oh. it's not a great movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can tell by the way you ended that yeah. synopsis. Yeah. It just kind of ends. Yeah. It, it does, it, it does a lot of things, right? Um, it, it's themes are very consistent and it, uh, really plays into the emotions of them really well. It's like, there's some very clear, action consequence or bad situation consequence right. set up and payoffs. Um, also Tom Cruise and Leah Thompson get naked and it is really great. <laughs> Who is Leah Thompson? I want to look at her. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's old now, but um, she was, uh, she was the, the mom, Marty McFly's mom 
the young version oh, in Back to the Future. Her. Yeah, very attractive yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and this is 1983. So yeah, it's a good time. Oh, she was in Howard the Duck. Yeah, yes, she was. I knew that because they're referencing this movie called All the Right Moves. Have you seen that? All the Right Moves. She was also in the 84 Red Dawn. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a surprisingly solid movie. Boy, I just beat the shit out of this whole table. Boy, did you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that one, it... I think it really, that was, because that was the first one I watched, and I was like, boy, this is really about masculinity. It's about, like, these guys, and there's the confidence aggression bleeding into toxic masculinity. There's a point where Tom Cruise is, like, taking it too far with the girl and in the first half, and then she's like, no, stop it, and they get angry, and they get in a fight, Um, and there's, like... Flashing back to um, Blindside, the mm-hmm. whole element of the fact that he like doesn't want to hurt people, yeah, like also plays into the um, like they're trying to get him to kind of be like aggressive and stuff, and he's just right. like no, so it kind of puts him at a disadvantage of what he can do, right? So, yeah, kind of plays into that field. Too, you do yeah. need that, yeah, the aggression, the, the fighting spirit, yeah, um, yeah, but it is a lot of like these guys. And then they have to, you know, take accountability for their own actions and stuff. And they're having to come to terms with their, their, their struggles and their, um, their own mistakes and their problems and trying to own up to them and do the right thing and learn from them. Um, and it's, it's almost a really good movie. Yeah. It's just kind of fine. All right. Um, I think it definitely had to be a football movie. And I think the reason is like, you're talking about a lot of football movies. It's the, um, the people from the poor community and yeah. football is sort of an outlet yeah. um, or a way out. And I think that's because in real life, football is often an outlet for kids in really bad situations and they, they well, get so, opportunities from that. Yeah. And, and one of the big things is like scholarships. So scholarships yeah. is one that you get, you hear about all the time. That, yeah. Um, so like Rudy, he talks about being a walk on all the time mm-hmm. um, with, uh, we are Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about like, I mean, that's, that's just getting people to play as freshmen. Yeah. Um, so it's like an opportunity for them to leave, but yeah, there's like, so Rudy is a mill. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we are Marshall had people that worked in the mill. Also, I just, because I need to do it at least once this episode, we are Marshall. All right. Uh, um, yeah. And I, I think that that's a really important point for the sports movies yeah something tells me we're gonna if we come across other sports that are mm-hmm. college that's gonna also be a theme throughout that is that it's i mean it's it's people who are poor and don't have the access to the education mm-hmm. which is a whole issue on its own and it is the political issue i'm most passionate about uh <laughs> ever all of my friends know this very, very well much. yep loudly and often um uh, and so it's like their way, like they can get scholarships for playing the sport better, but yeah. not being smart. So they can get access to better education through their means to be able to play sports. Yeah. And I think, I think football is really the pinnacle of that, partly because it's, it's just, it's the focus of these communities sometimes. Yeah. Like you look at, um, all the right moves really does this. It shows both the good and the bad side of this. It's like, these kids are like the only thing the town has to root for. Yeah. But if something goes wrong, they are like just hated and they're like the the coach's house get gets vandalized at one point um just a lot of ugliness and because it is 
it's like the center of the community. Football yeah. is, I think, more of a community sport than yeah, a was lot another of others. point I was going to bring up. Yes, ha, beat him to it. <laughs> Actually, it was like it, I hadn't thought about it before until about five minutes as you started like talking about that. Because mm-hmm. um, that also plays in We Are Marshall is that that's the team that they had. Yeah, and, um, and it meant a lot to them. Um, and I don't know the statistics. Uh, I could be way off base, but I think maybe more football tickets are sold than any other sport. Cause it I, would shock me if it was otherwise, honestly. Yeah, because um, like baseball is probably the only one I can think of that's close. And not even, because like if we're talking professional, it's probably about comparable, but college, college football sells a ton of tickets. Oh, college baseball yeah. sells a few hundred to a big game. Yeah, so college, and, and I think all of these all had to do with college or high school. Mostly. Uh, what yeah. was well because yeah well invincible is nfl okay it is um because the other only Brian's one that, song is nfl that mentions nfl is uh blindside talks about how he got drafted later right in uh, real life but everything else went to play for the ravens and oh, was kind of yeah. below average oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i think you're right i think it's something that like um when it comes to movies like we are Marshall, like mm-hmm. when it's about a team, the team is the, is the main character rather than Rudy or, um, Michael or, or thank you. Uh, it, it is about also the community. And, yeah. uh, it was and we are Marshall and in, um, remember, the, remember Titans? the Titans. Yep. Uh, it was all, there was a lot of aspect of the community's view of it. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that has anything to do with just the sports natural team and brotherhood thing where they care. Like, you know, so much about mm-hmm. all of the, like the, the team yeah. rather than you're like, Oh, who's on base. That person's on base like, right. with baseball. Or it's a bit more like individualistic. It really is. Um, football is the team. Like, yep. Oh, like, I mean, you know, your quarterback, you know, your best wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, you've got your freaking Shep and Baker. That was just the power. Yeah. <laughs> power team. Power couple. Um, but like it's the team yeah and i think that's something that the community feels as a whole is the team rather than just like it's also easier to know right a football team than a baseball team because like you guys talk about like uh whenever you talk with base my dad about baseball and you're Mm -hmm. like mentioning all players i'm like just way over my head but then you can talk about sports like oh the ravens their offense is really good this year like kind of yeah, group it's a unit yeah, yeah. And whereas it, baseball baseball is so player discreet right. focused you can talk about a team having a good defense or a good pitching rotation but it's because of individuals right and and i think that's something that really plays into a movie that needs to be a football football movie is <laughs> i'm really <laughs> proud of this one by the way <laughs> um oh for Audio listeners, our set dressing this week is a uh, a slate, like a movie slate, mark, action, slate, and then a football. So I'm really proud of this one. Yeah, Move it's on. good. It's nice. Um, But yeah, I, I think that's something that really plays into like, that's that's the crucial distinguish or dis- distinguishment, distinguisher. Distinguishing characteristic. Thank you. Just you're just my words. You're my you're my translator. Indeed. Distinguishing characteristic of a of a football movie is the team as a unit. Yeah. Um, because again, like Rudy didn't need to be a football movie, right? Um, and uh, Blindside, you write it a little bit different, and it could have been 
mm-hmm. a lot of other things. Yeah. But we are Marshall and, uh, well, did I said decide if we are Marshall needed to be? I think it probably. I think it doesn't need to. Be, not as much. Not as much. It's got yeah. the elements like the toxic masculinity and stuff like that. But, uh, but there is that community aspect that mm-hmm. I think. Now looking back at it with that lens, that football is just a much more uh, community sport. Mm-hmm. I think that does need to be a football movie because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Like the whole community all heartbroken that the golf team got killed. Like I mean, it's sad they it's lost tragedy, family yeah, members, but, but it's... like. It's like not a thing that the community goes to. Yeah, it's get. it's not a part of the community identity. Right. You, you know, you, you talk about central Oklahoma and it's like this is Sooner Nation. Yeah, that is a that it, you ask people what are the important things about living in Oklahoma. And <laughs> it's like it's the Oklahoma football. And then yeah. you got those dumbasses from Stillwater. They're just like, oh, go pokes. I'm like, get out. Go. Just no. get out. Be a different. Be a different team. Be a yeah. different sport. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also something, this, this doesn't really have to do with like, if it's got to be a movie or not, but something I noticed is there's a lot of South because yeah. football is so important to the college football is so important to the South. There's yep. a reason there's an SEC just like brainwashing. SEC. S. They've got me. Oh, my no. head. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like the SEC and like the South of the big 12 and the big 10. Like, I mean, yep. people care and like the north but yeah i mean michigan and ohio state are huge but yeah like like it's the south is just this cult of football yeah um and i think that's something like i mean you got your real south and on the blind side like they're all from like tennessee and it's like i I want you to play for tennessee Mm -hmm. and they're all like stuff like that and then it's uh, like no i will go farther south into the depths Ole miss Ole miss Ole miss um and and you got i mean notre dame is indiana yeah, that's not South. No. Well, Ruby didn't need to be a football team. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and then if it had been set at... The Titans were... Remember the Titans was set in... Virginia. Virginia. So, the South. Yeah. Uh, and then West Virginia. Yeah. It's arguably the South. It's it's close. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's about as much of the South as Oklahoma is the South. So, like, it's yeah. the South when it comes to football, but, like, it's... And education... And all the bad things, and then it's all the North when for all the bad things of the North. Boy, Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 something that like all the that's interesting now that I'm thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights, where's that set? Not Friday Night Lights. The other one you saw, the right moves. All the right moves. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, so not the South. No. But. Well, hmm. but Rust Belt, which also I think is a second bastion of football. That's true. Yeah, it's the it, it's yeah. probably like the blue collar element is really the yeah football's kind of the blue collar sport. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we've kind of we've kind of like said what we need to say. I think we should start wrapping, wrapping it up. Yeah, what do you think? Some, we've said some stuff. I think uh, I think there's some movies out there that are about football. Yeah, and about like the. To be a football movie, you need to approach elements of how how would you define concisely that that the the team is is an entity and it's so like the machine of the team rather than like the members of the team. Mm-hmm. How would you define that? Importance? Um, you're my words guy. You've been catching me all day. I'm I'm counting on you. 
how would you define because it's uh it's about not the um not the death of the individual but the subsumation of the individual into the team okay um or the the individual's acceptance of their role in the team yeah um but individuals with s apostrophe not apostrophe s because right. it's usually about multiple people yeah because the, the 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 most crucial element i think to, i think the number one criteria to a football movie is about the team the team the fact that it's mm-hmm. a team plays a huge of plays you plays a huge role yeah um i just can't think of like the best way to concisely say <laughs> it. i will never top the movie theater movie theater episode thesis no nah, that was too good that was just it was perfect it's all downhill from or there. like the anxiety one which i was just so able to like say a sentence and yep. break it apart um so it's about the team it needs to be about the team and i think yeah. the toxic masculinity the uh channeling your rage and how just rage yeah, and the, anger the conflicts between healthy and unhealthy masculinity is right. something that is often incidental to football movies but not inherent necessarily right yeah um and then also being the south no but i uh, I, I think <laughs> uh because a sports movie i think the our, our point mm-hmm. earlier about uh getting out of a small town yeah. has to do with the sports movie yeah. Um, like I, if I get a scholarship on playing chess, even though my ACT scores are just horse crap, like, which imagine that a chess player with terrible ACT scores, that's uh, an oxymoron well, test anxiety. Yeah. If you just, no, like, it's, if it's, you yeah. sit in your realm of chess and you're like, yeah, I got this. But the moment you sit down with a pen and paper and it's like, what's X squared plus two X plus five. <laughs> and you're just like. Numbers and letters. Yeah, no, there was um there were students on my high school team that were pretty good chess players that did not do great on their standardized testing. Yeah. So um so I think that that is more indicative of a sports movie, which we'll we'll address more as we have more of these mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Um but uh I think we've 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 knocked it down to two distinguishing criteria that um maybe we'll find out in other sports that these may have a part to play. Yeah. Um but the the reliance on the team, the reliance on your teammates yep. for safety. Almost. Yeah. And beyond that, the football as a community focus. As a community, yeah. The and football that's... team is a community focus. Yes, and I think that plays into that. Like, the, Yeah, it's all team. part of something there. Yeah, like group, grouping. It's it's so yep. important that it's... Togetherness. It's, yeah, togetherness. Football movies are about togetherness. It's just all one big huddle. It's all, yeah, one big old huddle. Football movies need to be all about one big old huddle. Yep that's what it means there it is that's that's what it is one big huddle with some angry guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so given this okay do you think i have my answer okay do you think that there could be a movie about uh, i bet there is probably actually uh Mm -hmm. about a uh the first female linebacker or lineman Mm -hmm. um and it be a proper football movie sure yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I feel like it would touch on a lot of the same things as. Yeah, uh, it would really easily lend itself to the masculine. Like, she's a girl. We don't want to play with her. This yeah, is she's, a, she can't be aggressive, and then she yeah flips them. Yeah, <laughs> she can't be aggressive, or just like that that fear of outsiders, that swaggering, yeah, cockiness almost. I think honestly, actually, no. Now that I'm saying this, thinking about it a lot, I think 
it could be one of the most football movies ever is having because because yeah. then it plays into the uh some of the themes of uh, i remember the titans where like you, you still need to depend on them like right they will do their job and, yeah uh whether or not you think that they can be aggressive because they're not a man toxic masculinity mm-hmm. they will probably do their job and like she might yeah not do her job for a little bit because she's like broken down by being belittled all the time. But like when in like act three, when the time comes, she does mm-hmm. her job and she like Denzel Washington finally hits that right amount of yelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think, a, mm-hmm. a, a, um, first female in NFL, mm-hmm. uh, cause now we have had our first female in college football. Yep. A big power five college football. Yep. Uh, go Sarah Fuller. Yeah. Uh, sorry how that game went. Not, <laughs> not fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, she got what? Like two times on field. Uh, so she played two games. The first oh, okay. game she got to go on the field once she did the kickoff at the start of the second and half. They never had a kickoff and they, again. Yeah. They never had a kickoff again. They never had a chance to score an extra point. Never had a chance to kick a field goal. Um, but then she got to play a little bit in the second game and kicked an extra point. Cool. So good. I just wish she was on a better team. Give her a little bit more uh, yeah. chance to kick them, kick them balls. Yep. But <laughs> kicking I think, butts and balls. I think that's the. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the episode. Yeah. All right. Cool. Shoust me. Let's shoust. Thanks everyone for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode on football movies. Yeah. Uh, sports that we think we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. I really we we have a schedule set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's maneuverable. Uh, if there are any movie any any sports particularly that you think that we could do this kind of analysis on yeah um uh, let us know in the comments and or let us go go to uh the football post on our instagram at justice losers pod uh it's very obvious what it is it's a football field um go to that comment a sport that you think would be uh would be really would would benefit from this kind of analysis of like why that sport is mm-hmm. so so uh individual right uh as a movie uh go there leave that comment there and then we will we'll, talk, we'll probably talk about it if we yeah. get an overwhelming response of like golf sure there's there are golf movies uh space Happy Jam had had golf in it he gets like sucked in he's like reaching in to grab the ball and he gets like sucked in it's like one oh. scene okay i didn't remember that caddyshack caddyshack Happy Gilmore. Is that about golf? <laughs> Loosely. <laughs> Probably more so than Jerry Maguire's about football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, continue. Your- anyway. Yeah. So you can, uh, you can look forward to those coming on anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. Usually I do this part really fast. And so I'm actually forgetting the things I say. <laughs> Uh, we're on social media. We've mentioned the Instagram a couple of times at just us losers pod. That's where a lot of the interesting stuff, fan interaction stuff happens. We're also on Twitter though. Also at just us losers pod where Preston is going to live tweet every play of the Super Bowl. How exciting. I will live tweet the commercials. (laughs) I will, I will do that much. I can promise that I will, I will try to live tweet the commercials. Text me when the game starts to remind me because I'm going to forget. Okay. I'm probably going to be in the middle of a lesson when the game starts. Also, this episode is coming out in the middle of the game. So, like, who cares anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Next week. uh, Let's see. We're also on Facebook. 
Uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where if you want to, I don't know, come up with an extended thesis about uh, curling movies, you have your favorite curling movies and you think that they represent the um, uh, curl of your biceps when you do a bicep curl. I don't know where I was going with this. Somewhere. Let us know. Five paragraph essay. Just us losers pod at gmail.com. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about, we're starting a four part series on superheroes, which sounds kind of vague and stuff we've talked about before, but we're going to talk about kind of the idea of superheroes in the broader culture and superheroes as myth and myth as superheroes. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be a superhero series that's, yeah, it, it's less about superheroes. I, I, yeah. It's, it's hard to describe. Um, so the first episode, the one we're doing next week, is I'm going to go back to ancient mythology and talk about how ancient mythological characters like Hercules and Perseus and Gilgamesh and stuff like that are sort of superheroes mm-hmm. in, in some sense. And then we'll spend the next few episodes going through different iterations of superhero and mm-hmm. heroic and mythological ideas and see why this idea has persisted. Yep. And become such a... Uh, a uh focal point in media yeah um a lot lately um so we'll be it'll be it'll be less about like us nerding out about batman and superman and more us more us nerding about about uh zeus and persephone and hercules and then then zorro and yeah stuff like that and robin hood uh the last one oh so yeah um let's let's tell them all four uh so first one is superheroes in antiquity Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is ancient mythological stuff like that. Mine yep. uh, following will be uh, the kind of beginning of fictional superheroes. So yeah. Matt's going to go with mythological stuff like that, which you might view as fictional, but that's not the point. Right. Actually, mine will be actually written fictional. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually going to put my cap on May of 1938. I'm going to end it on the first appearance of Superman. Okay. Because um, I'm not going to talk about the superhero comic realm i'm going to talk about the things that kind of have been written as fiction as fictional vigilante superhero stuff like that yeah and then the next week is we're going to kind of blend those two into modern takes on ancient uh heroes oh, i'm gonna have to watch some of those terrible hercules movies aren't i probably and after i'm not gonna rewatch the percy jackson movies i you promise to. you that you have to I'll say that I did, but I won't. Okay. Uh, and then the fourth one will be about supervillains. Kind of uh, everything we've learned these last three, those last three weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to flip on its head and talk about how supervillains being the uh, the antagonist mm-hmm. or like the antithesis of their villain or of their heroes and what, uh, how that is something that has persisted. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun, fun series of four. Uh, yep. We want to do more of these things kind of like, Spending a couple of weeks like delving deep into certain topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of the 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 Halloween episodes. Yeah, were, uh, that was kind of one our, of them. Those are test run with that. Um, this one is going to be the first one where instead of talking about different elements, it's kind of a progression. We yep. start with a basis discussion and then build from there. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing more of those stuff. Yeah. Um, if that sounds like fun, look forward to that coming next week to all our podcast mediums. Yep. If that sounds absolutely miserable, too bad. See you in a month. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's probably everything that I should. Oh, uh, YouTube. Uh, you're listening to the audio version of this. We have shortened versions on YouTube. So 
I don't know, you got a friend that's maybe like interested in hearing a little bit about some thoughts about football movies, but they don't want to listen to a whole hour and a half long podcast. Send them our little 15 minute YouTube video. It's just uh, hits some of the highlights of the discussion, kind of condenses things. It's a fun little thing. You get to see our stupid faces. Um, I'm wearing a Ravens hat and OU socks. So there's football stuff happening that you wouldn't otherwise notice on the audio medium. Check it out. It's a good time. It's cool. Uh, It's probably everything. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.